1: Welcome to Atlanta Film Chat, episode 160. This is Chuck Thomas from Atlantascreenwriter.com with your two-minute intro. I know what you're thinking. Is it Monday already? Did I sleep through the entire weekend? No, you did not. It is Wednesday, and we have a special midweek episode. You know our guest John Schneider, famously as Bo Duke on The Dukes of Hazzard, or Jonathan Kent, aka Superman's dad, spoiler alert, on Smallville, or currently Jim Cryer on The Have and Have Nots, or about a million other things today though he's on the show to talk about his upcoming film four to go which is premiering big atlanta premiere at the rialto this friday from 6 to 10 p.m it's a big event with autograph signing and alcohol which you know brings a lot of people out so go check that out should be a lot of fun the film should be great should also listen to this episode first to find out if you want to go which of course you will naturally we also talk about dukes of hazard because i grew up on that and a bunch more great stuff, especially if you're an indie filmmaker. It's very inspiring. So check that out. Quick announcements. Film Bar Monday next week, next Monday, which is... The 16th, it's at Midway Pub, so go meet some Atlanta filmmakers. Yollywood Film Festival is still going on at Seven Stages Theater, so go check out that film festival for some local films, some of which have been featured on the show, like Birthday Cake and Weed Whacker Massacre. And this episode is brought to you by Frat Pack Productions. If you're an actor in Atlanta or beyond, and you need audition taping, which is the way they do it here now, you need a place to go that will help you out if you're struggling and say, man, what do I do with this certain scene? You have people from Shows like Stranger Things or The Walking Dead to say, This is how you do it. Plus, first 30 minutes are free upon your first visit, and you really can't beat that. So, fratpackproductions.com. Check them out. So, I'll get you right to the episode with John Schneider. Enjoy the show.
2: Testing one two three. Hi hi. Yeah, you look good. Okay, what was going on? So I looked at your shirt and I said I was yeah. on that set, and you were like freaked out.
1: Yes, because The Goonies is the reason, uh, a main reason I got into filmmaking. It's one of my favorite. Really, it is my favorite movie. All my co-writing, screenwriting nerds are like, oh, The Godfather or whatever and stuff like that. And I say, you know what, guys, I'm sorry, but the Goonies, no, The Goonies. It's The Goonies. The Goonies gotta, were great. You gotta tell me.
2: They rebuilt. uh, Well, it was cool. It was on Stage 16 at Warner Brothers. Then I think called uh, Burbank Studios, where uh, the top of the hotel was for Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm Gozer, the gatekeeper. Yeah, that was there. Where the uh, Santa Monica, the miniature Santa Monica Pier was for 1941. Uh, Every, it was. I think it's still the largest soundstage in Hollywood. So, it also had a. uh, It has a pool in it. Yeah. So you can do this underwater stuff. So they had done a movie decades and decades ago before I was born called Captain Blood. Oh, okay. They did that in there, and they had this uh, this ship, this pirate ship in there. So what we heard is they were on stage 16, and they were rebuilding the set for Captain Blood for this movie called Goonies. Okay. So they used the same plans to build the Goonies ship as they used to build the Captain Blood ship. But in Goonies, of course, they had all the, I mean, uh, uh, Raging Waters was the rage, and, and so they had the, the water slides and all that stuff yeah, yeah. that they also built in there. So we just went in and checked them out. I mean, we were, Dukes of Hazard was king at that point, so we could go anywhere we wanted. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could just walk in and say, yeah, hey, so, hey, you know where we are? Yeah.
2: And John Matuzak was a friend. <laughs> so um, it was great. It was a beautiful set. Really, really nice. And monstrous. You can't imagine how big that, it, it does not look anywhere near as big Even in the movie, as grand as the movie is It doesn't look anywhere near as big as it was oh, Most so of the time cool. you go to a set and, and you think Oh, it's much smaller than I thought No, the Goonies set was monstrous Nice Great, <laughs> great, 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 great So I applaud your shirt
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, that's, Okay, that's unexpected, but very cool um, Yeah, I'm glad you brought Dukes of Hazzard Because I know you're here to talk about your film um, yeah, here to talk
2: about four to go and all the films we make.
1: Yeah, but it's the elephant in the room because I grew up and you know Brandon that you met here at Zombie Cat Studios. We grew, we were the right age. We right. were watching you guys escape from Boss Hog every week. Uh, sit <laughs> <with laughs> sitting on my parents' bedroom. Dukes, Dukes, you know, and like I told my wife you were coming on, and she freaked out. And she's never done that before. She was like, "Oh, that's, that's
2: cool, so cool." And there's That's just something great. about people our age that grew up on that, that Dukes of Hazzard Well, it is just... really was the last <laughs> grand uh, time of television. There, there, yeah. No one has, has actually coined a golden age, I think, of... I mean, there is a golden age of television, but, but as when the three-network model went away, television yeah. was changed forever. Okay, yeah. And we were, uh, we were right toward the end of that. Uh, before there went from three stations and UHF or U, yeah yeah three stations and that to uh, five hundred six hundred I mean it it didn't go from three stations to four to eight to twelve to it 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 didn't kind of grow it exploded yeah 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 and I think it destroyed television yeah yeah I, I do I think it destroyed television because it it, it uh, it birthed reality television. There, the writer strike birthed reality television. Nothing wrong with reality television, but it's why in the world it's named reality television? I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, yeah, I produced a reality pilot, and there's not. A
1: lot of reality in there. It's,
2: no, it's no, it's it's. Uh, There's a reason people in the. It's planned called, reality.
1: Yeah, it's called unscripted. Really, that's what the actual. Term yeah, is. but it's and it's heavily scheduled, yeah, and right? It's, yeah. And a schedule is writing <laughs> on a paper. A I actually have a script for my unscripted show. So.
2: Yeah, what do you write? Oh, I write unscripted television. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. But yeah, so so television changed uh, a lot. Um, and i think uh, there was all of a sudden this incredible ravenous hunger legitimate hunger for content so for a while there it was like anything could be on television <laughs> and and a yeah. lot was on television that kind of set the tone for new viewers to start watching things that really were not very good mm-hmm. yeah uh, and because of that and it's going to because of that people who should not have been in control became in control by virtue of availability. Okay. And so I think I, I'm not a gamer, but I've heard people complain about people. If you're going to copy a game, copy a good game. Don't copy a bad game. Don't. Okay. Don't. Yeah. 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 So people people started making television copying. Copying or or cable. I guess you can't even really call it television. I, is something outside of CBS, NBC, ABC considered television or cable or what is it considered? I, mean, yeah, just, I always thought a television was a piece of furniture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, I don't care content, where my content comes from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think anybody else does either. Now I don't make movies necessarily. To my goal is not to have someone watch a. a you think big. Like you obviously think big. You don't. You know. Your goal is not to have someone watch your vision on a, a screen they can put in their yeah. back pocket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, although yeah. your goal is to have a million people do exactly that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, there's the rub, right?
1: You want as many eyeballs as you can get, but these days, I mean, everybody. The the way to get those eyeballs is, you know, someone on their phone or whatever, and it's not yeah. the it's not the best quality by any means. And I still I still love going to the theater. Like I. Good for I, you. I just. There's something magical, I guess. Still, I mean, it's corny as it sounds. There's still something about going to a place. It's
2: supposed to be bigger than you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. You're not supposed to be able to put a movie in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. And And uh, and it's okay that you do. I mean, I watch movies on, on, on in, from my pocket as well, and the picture is actually great. The quality is great. But I'm a I'm a filmmaker. I like um, I like to force the audience to. Have a uh, An experience And it can be as simple as having to move your head To watch a conversation mm-hmm. Yeah 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 It uh, doesn't have to just be a car flying through the air Although that's fun too <laughs> But yeah. but watching a conversation um, Should engage the audience It should be a, a visceral experience uh, You should You should Do something that makes people laugh Makes people cry Makes people cringe Makes people embarrassed that they did any of the others Um, And and really be involved in the story. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that on a phone. It's not impossible Uh, A good movie is a good movie wherever you watch it Sadly a bad movie is not necessarily a bad movie wherever you watch it You can watch a bad movie and surround well surround sound whatever the 5.1 or 6.1 or 8.1 equivalent 5k experience is Uh, the experience can actually outshine the movie you get overwhelmed with noise and stuff. And yeah, you feel like, oh well, I how was, was the movie? Oh, I don't I know, but it was loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 <laughs> I guess it was good. I don't I don't know. Let me think about it. You know. Well, tell me about uh, <laughs> tell me about your film, your new film. Here. Fortigo is the most important movie anyone will ever see. Oh well, yeah. okay, there no. we go. That's good um, <laughs> actually, right now, Fortigo is is very timely because it's about. Uh, it's about bad things. It, one of the lines in it is sometimes in a perfect world, bad things do happen to bad people. Okay. Um, so it is. A, it's a movie where where there's a, a group of, of very bad, albeit loving. I mean, you have to write it. You you write screenplays, right? So mm-hmm. you have to you have to uh, write characters that people can identify with. And then ruin their day <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah, so that 's what that 's what this is, and these are are four guys who have a combined between the four of them, I think they have fourteen life sentences that they 're serving, and uh, you know make it big don 't make it little, so yeah. Yeah, make, yeah. make the story big, and they uh, they kill the guard that helps them escape, and then they they grab a hostage and take her to the woods and flee from the inept posse. Uh, it's fun, uh, but it turns because one of the other lines in it is uh, sometimes due to circumstances beyond their control, good people are forced to do very bad things, Right. Yeah. Uh, which I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I believe. I believe that, uh, that we, have, we have a switch inside of us, that if someone should happen to hit it, we're not even sure what we can do. We're not sure what we're capable of.
1: Yeah, uh, that was—I mean—that's been a theme of uh, movies like Hills Have Eyes, if you remember that oh
2: film. Oh my God, that, that thing scared! And I worked with Michael Berryman. I had Michael on—that's oh, on, uh, cool. Michael on a movie we did called Smothered with okay, uh, nice. with uh, R. A. Mahiloff and Kane Hodder and Bill Mosley and a, and a bunch of a bunch of the the great horror guys, Don Shanks, Malcolm Danar. Uh, but yeah, he—that movie actually scared me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't watch some of that movie.
1: Um, yeah, I mean it's a it's a strong theme, and and it's true. It's at a certain point you're going to do whatever you can to just survive. You yeah, know, you know. just yeah.
2: make it through the day unless you planned <laughs> it ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it it all depends. I like I like puzzles. So when I write, I like I like to set things up that seem like oh I know where this is going, and then take an immediate left, okay. and then lead you down some other place, and and then turn you again, because uh, I enjoy. If there's a movie that you can get up and go to the bathroom and come back or get up and go get some popcorn and come back and you really haven't missed anything, that's not my kind of movie. Right, yeah. Uh, Now, of course, people have to go to the bathroom, and I understand the need for popcorn just as much as anybody else. (laughs) But uh, this particular one, uh, when people come on Friday night or when they they see it, unless they buy it and then they can pause it, which I also hate to do, Mm -hmm. because, you know, movies are... are, are, uh, there's a tempo to them There should be a tempo to them You should You should Engage someone You should Have people warm up to you Warm up to your characters Warm up to your story Get comfortable where they are Before you ruin their day Right And then And if they happen to be Going to the restroom When you've ruined their day They'll come back And they'll be hopelessly lost mm-hmm. Yeah um, So I think as a uh, As a movie goer Also we have a responsibility To not use our cell phone in the movie theater, uh, people still do that. I mean, yeah, I, just, I don't. The I don't. bright lights shining up in there—they look like a jack o' lantern up there. A couple rows <laughs> in front of you—it's like, what the hell, dude? Really? And go to the movies is not cheap, and you feel like, why? Why are you doing this here? You paid all this money to get in. Well, because... they're texting somebody. They're going to mm. see it. They're going to. They're going to ignore after the movie because they'll be texting somebody else when they're with them, right? <laughs> right. They're saying, "Hey, I'm in the movies. It's really great." No. just... <laughs> so there's a there's a it 's an art form, and I think people have forgotten that yeah I do I agree with um, that. and I think a lot of times people one of the reasons why people have forgotten is because there was a real slew of really awful movies for a while that you could i mean you could go out and, and read a book and come back in, and you won 't have missed anything I mean, yeah. so so if if uh, if you 're going to see four to go, which I highly recommend, then go to the bathroom before and there 's a reason <laughs> for that there 's a reason for that there's a there's a uh, urinary deprivation has something to do with four to go. Oh, okay. So there's a part in four to go that will make you, make you want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. Uh, talk about a visceral experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's toward the end. So hold off. But if you have to go to the bathroom when that movie starts, there's no way you're going to make it. There's no way. I, I, I will give you a free bag of popcorn if you, can, if you have to go to the bathroom and you don't, and you make it through four to go. Okay. Now, now, pissing in your seat does not count. <laughs>
1: Please don't do that. Please don't do that.
2: The Rialto really frowns on that. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I love it's, I love movies. It sounds like it with you know all the peeing. Well, uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, I, when so, you see it, you'll understand what what I mean by that.
1: Well, I'm curious about the the filmmaking uh, aspect. I mean, you've, you've been you've been making stuff
2: forever now, and um, you I wrote and directed the last episode of Dukes of Hazard. How about that?
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah. that was the question I thought of. When when did you get the bug? Like you're on set and making Dukes of Hazard, whatever. When did you get the bug and say, I want to be behind the camera?
2: I want to do Oh, that. before Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Yeah, I started Dukes at, at uh, I was 18, but I started theater at 8. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I was one of those kids, uh, Spielberg made a movie called uh, Super 8, mm, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not to be confused with the Nicolas Cage 8 Millimeter, which <laughs> right. Sp- no, Spielberg did not make. <laughs> but now that was, I liked that movie. That was, uh, that was freaky. <laughs> I'm a little freaky. But um, I started making uh, Super 8 movies in, I don't know, 76, 77. Okay. Uh, As soon as I had a driver's license, uh, movies with my Capri here in Atlanta. Actually, I went to high school at North Springs. So my buddies and I would go out and we'd do little car chases in Western Electric parking lot. And then I'd cut them together with uh, basically a, a razor blade and tape. Nice. That had little little nipples on it for the sprockets of the film, so it was you did have to edit, but you had to look and see where the yeah. <laughs> you had to get it right, uh, or you'd have to adjust the framing on your soundless projector. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I made I made movies like that, so um, I'd always wanted to be uh, the guy with the uh, behind the camera, the guy with a studio that helped other people make their movies or that that had stories to tell and interesting ways to tell them. Yeah. Uh, And life has changed. Technology has changed so much that uh, someone like me, who's been around and and done this for so long, can really make a hell of a movie for not an incredible amount of money. Yeah. Um, Because I know what not to do.
1: Yeah, okay.
2: There's a lot of of things to do, and, and to do changes all the time. You know, people come up with... With new and great ways to entertain and to frighten and to, to evoke emotions from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there aren't that many camera angles. I can't imagine coming up with a new camera angle, but editorially, people have come up with some in- amazing things. Yeah, um, And as far as being able to, uh, like I said, the Super 8 camera was, was uh, there was no sound. So if I wanted to make a movie when we were doing Dukes of Hazard and I did, I wanted to make a movie very badly, I'd have to raise 2 or 3 million dollars to make a kind of mediocre quality film. The film wouldn't be mediocre, but quality of it. Right, yeah. Just at the expense of of sinking sound and you had a nagra, you had you had uh, boom operators. It was it was so You had to have a lot of people, Mm -hmm. you had to have a lot of gear.
0: Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
2: for details. All had to know how to use it. You could shoot a, a, a day of film and you wouldn't know if, if your DP knew what he was doing until <laughs> a couple of days later when All they right. developed the film. <laughs> yeah. Talk about frightening. <laughs> you know now it's it's like you you can look at it uh, you make sure you got it I'm not a I'm not a director who sits and looks at I don't. I don't have a video village. I don't sit and watch what's going on. Oh, I'm. A, really? I, I'm like right in your face. Okay. <laughs> Actor wise, I'm like right there. And uh, well, since you have so much experience acting too, yeah, I think. I, I well, I think so, and I think people appreciate that. If they don't, they're they're afraid to tell me. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, either way, <laughs> that's right. Because I wrote the <laughs> yeah <counts>. yeah <laughs> yeah. But um, I really like to see what's what's happening and trust the operator. Uh, but. Then you can go back and and uh, and check the exposure, make sure everything is great, and of course cameras do do a, a lot of that now too. But it's uh, it's a whole different world. So people can make movies, um, maybe who shouldn't be making movies, but people who should be making movies can really make great films uh, without having to deal with the the machine doesn't have to bless it.
1: Yeah, I think that ties back to what you were talking about. People have forgotten the magic of cinema or whatever. Uh, they they forget that it's an art form when everybody has a really nice camera in their phone that they carry around every yeah. day, and then they can like they could make their little things or whatever. They they feel they they kind of feel like they're part of it or something when it's it, making a, a full film is a production. You know, you have all these people involved, but there's still like this I don't know like disconnect with people where like well, I made a movie too like you shot some stuff okay. But that's not what we're talking yeah, about Yeah, that's not movie.
2: what we're talking about We're talking about sound design Yeah, yeah We're talking about uh, a screenplay and a schedule Yeah and, and Lots of people's
1: time and energy and, yeah, blood, and not Sweat,
2: tears <laughs> Not to, not to, to uh, poo-poo the movies that are done in a diner Where somebody makes a whole movie and it's a conversation It's talking heads in a diner Yeah uh, It's a step so make that movie. Mm-hmm. and Because and, another mistake people make is they, they want to make the big movie first. You can't make the big movie first. Right. Yeah, you can't yeah. make the great. You, if, occasionally, someone will accidentally make the great movie first. You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's, There are a couple of Citizen Canes in the world. Not very many. Uh, so don't, don't belittle your dream because all you can do is make a movie with a cell phone. Go make a movie with a cell phone Right, yeah Make it now Start right now Get your friends together Get someone else to To uh, carry the cell phone for you If you want Go to Best Buy And and gather In in, when I was a kid You had to try to raise Millions of dollars Now you can raise Hundreds or a couple of thousand dollars Go to Best Buy (laughs) Get a camera Get a a freaking uh, uh, Steadicam Mm-hmm. Yeah, for your for your Mevo, and make a movie, and uh, it's it's a phenomenal time we're living in, but sound is not cheap. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, and that's that's where I think most independent films fall short. Yeah, uh, is in sound design.
1: Yeah, if they can't hear it, they're not going to watch it. That's, that's kind of the rule.
2: right. Or if it's it's distract. I mean, I can fool you visually. You can fool people. People, people will adapt. Visually to jump cuts They'll adapt yeah. to There are things that are right And there are things that are wrong Cinematically I believe A lot of those rules Have, have been Thrown out Not because of intelligence Scorsese throws them out Because he Chooses not to abide by them okay. Most other people Just don't know They're breaking the rules And it looks <laughs> like shit Okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry No you but, can, that's fine you can, This is an R-rated podcast. Okay, okay good But people People can adapt Right. Yeah. People will adapt. There was a, a one of the Law and Order shows for a long time. Their thing was hiring brand new directors that didn't know what they were doing, because it gave it mm-hmm. a it gave it a very disjointed. Where are we? Kind of. I'm, I'm mixed up in the story I'm mixed up in the crime look to it yeah. But as soon as those people figured out What they were doing It didn't have that look anymore uh, Not as raw and Yeah, greasy. not as raw But it was raw <laughs> It was raw because the executives Were hiring people That didn't know what they were doing <laughs> And I think that was great yeah. That's a great idea Why yeah, not? Yeah. But it wasn't uh, by any means uh, There was a show when I was a kid Called Police Story
1: Okay And yeah.
2: look that up Now that's a great cop show yeah. And uh, I think really the, the, uh, the Grandparents of All the cop shows that we've had since then uh, hmm. And they had Handheld stuff they had they didn't have a steady cam because it wasn't invented yet but they had Handheld stuff they intentionally went Out and made things look immediate without Breaking the rules of cinema yeah And it was it was pretty cool um, So anyway make your movie whoever you are Who's listening make your movie don't don't say, "Well, it's got to be it's got to be this great thing," or I won't make it. That's procrastination. That's bullshit, and that's just an excuse. Yeah, that's... make your movie because I've made seven of of uh, I've made seven films in the last three years, and each one of them, the scripts have not gotten better because they were written. The scripts are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scripts start out great, or I wouldn't have made them. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> but the process has gotten easier, and the uh, the movies have gotten uh, They've gotten better, I think, uh, just by virtue of now having cut all these films now. Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. I cut, I edited before, I edited on tape, and I edited on, on the little the little thing on the shag rug back when the Super 8 film and all that. But you've got to just keep doing it. Yeah, just sheer experience. Yeah. yeah, and I've been doing it since, since uh, really, including theater, I've been doing this since 1968. Yeah. So I've been doing it a long time, and I am I am discovering things about my style that have evolved through this through doing seven films in three years uh, that I had no idea yeah. were there. I mean, I thought I was really good seven seven movies ago, and I was okay. And now I think I'm really good. But seven movies from now, I'll back. say, well, yeah. you know, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> But there's so much so much to learn. Yeah. Uh, and we have this wonderful tool online. You can go online and, and look up just about anything. How do you nudge a clip in, in, uh, in Media Composer? How do you nudge a clip? What's the shortcut to nudge a clip? I don't know. Let's look it up. Yeah. Everything's, everything's <laughs> on, the, on YouTube
1: probably. There's a tutorial yeah. somewhere.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's great. So don't let anybody tell you, uh, especially yourself, don't let yourself tell you not to make your movie because you don't have a million dollars. Or yeah. because you don't have $1,000. If you have a camera and you have, a, you have your camera and your phone, unless you have a flip phone, in which case, what? <laughs> but, <laughs> what, <are> you, what, <laughs> what year are you living in? Yeah, what are you living in? <laughs> but if, you've got a, if you have a story to tell,
1: tell it. Yeah, that's one of the main things we're going we're through here in Atlanta. You know, this, There's tons of money coming in here. We have all these huge productions. And people like Molly Coffey, who owns Zombie Cat Studios, who could not be here today. She's very sad. Uh, she's the co-host on the show, um, but she couldn't be here because she is very busy on art department on other shows. Excellent. And she has all these other films that she wants to direct. Uh, and this, the, you're gonna find the story throughout Atlanta. Just, I wish I could have the time to to do these projects that I want to do, but um, all this money that I'm getting is feeding me from these other productions. Uh, and there's got to be a turning point, I think, where we start. Just producing stuff that's coming out It's a of decision Yeah, it's got to be the next wave of just like We've got to decide to start making Atlanta stuff To get out there
2: Right Well, it's a decision that the creative, the creatives need to make Yeah uh, It's a decision I made uh, Because the notion that someone has to bless your passion In order for your passion to be uh, Turned into a tangible asset is a lie. Yeah. It's a, it's an excuse, it's a procrastination. It's it's not true. If you really need to tell your story, tell it. If if the fact that someone's paying you to to if that's enough excuse. Because well, I have this job and people are paying me, so I'll get to my dream later. You could get hit by a bus tonight. That is true. Yeah, that could be your last Bottled water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there on an your hell. way to the ground, you don't want to be thinking, "Fuck, <laughs> why didn't I do my? Why didn't I tell my story?" Mm-hmm. Instead, you could be on the way to the way to the ground, thinking, "Thank God, I told my story before that bus ran over me." <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and what what uh, Alicia and I do is, I met Alicia here in Atlanta. She hired me to do a movie in uh, in Louisiana where I had. Purchased a piece of property with a dream of having a studio. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I right. had made
2: smothered there. Nice, made smothered, uh, and she had a a, a notion that that uh, half a million dollars was was the number to make movies, oh. two hundred and fifty to, to half a million dollars, not a million to whatever. Yeah, okay. And uh, I basically told her she, you couldn't make a real movie for that amount of money, and, and she's going to have to prove it, and she did. Oh, okay And uh, we made a movie She made a movie called uh, Hate Crime At the time it was called Heartland And right now it's, in, uh, it's doing the film festival circuit Which I'm on the fence about um, But that movie uh, looks great Sounds great It's, it's a terrific movie And uh, so we decided to make another movie So we made a movie called Like Sun, Which is a, a crime drama that I had written Okay And uh, We are All in She used to run Robert Evans company Out in Los Angeles So Robert Evans Still has Till the day he dies He has an office At Paramount He has a lifetime deal I think he's the only person left Who has a lifetime deal At Paramount You know eventually He will have had His last bottle of water too So (laughs) uh, This woman knows What she's talking about And she's all in You've got to be all in Mm Mm-hmm Um, you can't expect someone else to be all in, uh, you can't hedge your bet. Yeah. Which is, uh, a fascinating concept for me now. I'm, I'm I'm real, I'm 57 years old and I'm realizing that if you have a plan B, which used to be wonderful wisdom, but now I'm thinking if you have a plan B, that means you don't really believe in plan A, so you better damn well have a plan B, because you just you just undermined your plan A. Yeah, I've heard that a lot over the years. So. And they used to say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Then I heard someone say, it's okay to put all your eggs in one basket, just watch that basket very, very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, you only go around once, and if you are a creative person, you can't not tell your stories. Uh, it's it's a crime if you don't. hmm So you're going to let the fact that you need someone else to bless, to, to pay for it, stop you from telling your story? Yeah. No. Tell your story a different way. If that were true, then nothing nothing that has changed the world in the history of time ever would have been done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um.
2: Hey everybody, this is Chuck
1: breaking in real quick just to thank you for downloading the episode and checking us out. Whether you're listening to this in your car or taking a walk or maybe walking the dog. Or you're just lounging around the house listening to my nasally voice talking to you. I appreciate it no matter what you're doing. If you enjoy the show enough to support us, the best way to do that is to go online and tweet or Facebook post or Instagram post or Friendster post. Is Friendster still around? It probably is. Just to be safe, go on Friendster and post about it, because that is an amazing way to spread the word that we are out here. We can advertise. It doesn't really do much more than get us likes on Facebook, which doesn't really do anything. It doesn't lead to downloads. What does lead to downloads is word of mouth, just from people like you listening to this, going, This is amazing. Friends and family, you should check this out, because I think this is amazing. Also, what helps us out if you go back to wherever you downloaded this from, iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Music or Peach Flicks on Roku, and give us a rating and a review, or a review, either one, actually just boosts our numbers up and gets us more eyeballs, you know, which leads to more downloads, etc. If you have some extra cash laying around, which, you know, people do, right? You just just look under uh, your TV stand and, oh, look, there's like a bunch of money that I forgot about. You can go to atlantafilmchat.com. There are a few different ways you can support the show, just with a few bucks. One is we have a PayPal button. If you send five bucks and include your name, contact information, and the film position you want to advertise, I will shout you out to the community. So, for example, me, Chuck Thomas, atlantascreenwriter.com, screenwriter is available for work. You know, it just gets you out to the Atlanta film community and say... This person is available to work. Here's their contact information. You know, a website's great because then they can see, like, your resume or whatever or your samples. And then your email's there and stuff like that. But even if you just have an email, you know, if somebody needs a makeup artist, boom. They have your email. They just heard it. So they're going to contact you and at least talk to you. So it's only 5 bucks if you forget to send the actual information Just email me at atlfilmchat at gmail.com and say, hey, I sent you the money and I forgot to send you the stuff. Here it is. That's fine. And I'll shout you out on a future episode. Another great way is, you heard at the beginning of the episode, Frat Pack Productions sponsors the show. They did that through our Patreon, which is also on our website, atlantafilmchat.com. 50 bucks a month gets you mentions on the show, on social media, and a write-up on our media partners, cinemaatlmagazine.com. It's great for local businesses. Film... Or no, I mean, you could have a great restaurant and just want to shout it out and say, hey, filmmakers, come eat at my restaurant. You know, whatever works. And lastly, there's an Amazon affiliate link. All you have to do is click on it. You'll see the ad and uh, you click on it. And whatever you buy, literally does not matter. Film equipment or no, movies that you want to watch, a new door for your house, a a packet gum. It doesn't matter. We get a percentage of that and can keep the lights on and keep going and supporting Atlanta film. So that's about it. I'll get you back to the episode. I hope you're enjoying it, and thanks again for checking us out. Yeah. So does it get any easier? Uh, you've you've been in the industry for some many years, and you've got all these connections and stuff. Does it does it get any easier to to just start a film and say you know I could pull this person in this person in, or is it the same
2: story as before where they can like I got to start from scratch? Like, you always have to start from scratch. Okay. Uh, there there are no connections. <laughs> because uh, every everyone I know believes that it's this is not the way to do it okay <laughs> yeah because yeah, they're, they're they're like what the what what are you doing my god how how can you don't you need a distributor don't you I said you know we 're in a whole new world here. I was in the music industry when Napster came out and when all the record labels in Nashville went away, when that industry hmm. changed overnight, yeah, uh, and no one saw it coming except all the artists who saw it coming <laughs> right because <laughs> we 're out there with people, right. Oh, yeah. And, and we smelled it. We, it takes a long time for whatever it is that is dead to realize that smell is it. Right. <laughs> and, but we could smell it. And that's happening... Oh, why did I go down that rabbit hole? Oh, hell. <laughs> you think that's um, happening in, in the film world? Where- I do. I do. Um, there, are, there are people most most uh, of the people i know they want security yeah and i think i think the price you pay for security is is astronomical hmm. um, you have to take risks uh and by that you have to be all in i i i think i'm strange enough to think that there is a a power in the universe that if you are not all in it can't happen for you. Yeah. Uh, I think that that we emote something when we're all in that attracts people to it. Yeah. Uh, I told the story
1: last week, I think, but it's relevant here. There's a film called Umrika that was at Sundance, and it's on Netflix now, I think, so you should go watch it if you haven't seen it. But these these filmmakers in India um, had money to start a film and they they you know it wasn't a lot of money but they said let's just start you know let's just if it's let's your start. money it's a lot of money yeah well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, well they ran out like halfway in uh-huh. and and instead of giving up they said let's just let's just keep going let's just keep doing it um,
0: no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: and through that momentum of just going they they got other people to come in and help them out and fund it you know right and if they had stopped that probably would have been it but instead they said you know what let's just let's just keep going they just didn't give up and that's what led to them going to Sundance you know and it's so there's something to, to be said about that. And they made just a not, deal, right? Yeah. They
2: made a deal, and they got they got all their money and all their investors' money back.
1: Yeah, and then at the height of their success, they came on this show. So that was great. Well, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a great film, and it's yeah, it's a great story. Just the power of just not stopping. You know.
2: So. you know, we we uh, I'm glad you said that because the power of not stopping is is very important. And what we've discovered. Because uh, I kind of tricked Alicia into doing the the second movie, <laughs> yeah. the uh, the first one we did together, but the one after Hate Crime, <clears throat> I went out and I bought a GoPro because I wrote the movie and I knew and I was going to direct the movie, so I knew some shots that we needed, uh, and I went and bought a GoPro at Best Buy and and called some policeman friends of mine and a buddy that had a car that was going to be in the uh, in the movie, and I went out and I shot uh, one GoPro. Mounted up on top of the cop car, chasing me down the road at night. Uh, then I put the car the the on the inside the cop car. I did like six different shots. I had this little shot list. Um, and we called uh, Don Shanks, who was Michael Myers, and, and a great guy, and he was also in Smothered. And I guess I told her we're just going to shoot a couple of shoot a couple of scenes, but I knew we were going to shoot the whole movie. So the the moral to that whole thing is that. Every one that we've done uh, If I'm in it We generally will it, I'll be in it a little bit There's only one that I was in a lot But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll be in, We'll shoot that first Because it's hard It's harder to stop something Once you've started Yeah So Don't be unprepared But don't wait Until you are so prepared To start something Right Get Get a couple of actors together Get something together Shoot something Start Shoot sound Sometimes I'll go out And I'll hear, I'll hear interesting sounds And I'll, I'll grab sounds for something Oh that's not a bad idea uh, Yeah yeah But I'll start Because I also believe There's something in the universe That it's That there is such thing as inertia There is such thing as momentum And it is more difficult To stop something Once it has started Yeah uh, And it's But the decision To start something Is yours Mm-hmm. You have complete and total control over starting. And you have complete and total control over stopping. And there's another word for stopping. It's called failure. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, how yeah. many times have you, dri- have you driven somewhere and, and and thought you were lost and stopped one exit before you were there. I've done, I've done this so many times. So now I just kind of wander around aimlessly and figure I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's so important to, to start. Decide you're going to do something. Do it. Start. And then don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. You have to make it so people, if you really want to do it, it should be impossible to stop it, no matter what comes against you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the hardest parts
1: of screenwriting is sitting down at the desk. Um, I know. There's always something else.
2: I don't feed the cat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or the laundry or something like. Oh, this. But as soon as you sit down, or me, uh, I can only speak for myself. But I've heard it many times over. It's just as soon as you sit down and you start moving your hand, then you know two hours go by. Yeah. Oh, I got all these pages done. But if you didn't, you. You don't sit down in the first place. You're not going to get any pages done.
2: Right. <laughs> it, I think yeah, you got to do that every day. That's why the notion of a deadline, I think that the notion of a deadline is what helps cause that. Well, yeah. You've got to get it done at a certain time. Well, yeah. no, it's creative. You can't force creativity. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> sit down and write something. <laughs> there was a, uh, a wonderful movie, Finding Forrester. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean Connery and some young man. I can't remember who the young young fellow was. But there was a notion he he was uh, playing basketball outside Sean Connery's window, and Sean Connery was a novelist, I think, and and trying to type, and they had this argument about noise, and but the the young man had an aptitude for uh, he had a wonderful vocabulary, I think it was, or he had something he needed to say, or has something that Sean Connery's character felt he needed to say, and he just brought him in and he put his hands on the typewriter and like yeah write something, uh, Write just start start typing, and it was like. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And it was a beautiful insert that all of a sudden all these letters and things started turning into something. Mm -hmm. And the notion was just you have control over starting. Then let the muse, let the gods, let the creative juices, let whatever it is that, that flows through you when you write, write. Yeah. But you've got to sit there. You've got to do it. And don't sit on your hands. Start typing. So I do that now. I'll sit, and I'll, I'll just I'll look around and I'll say okay. All right. Orange. <laughs> <Okay>. Orange. Orange. <laughs> so, orange and I'll I'll type orange and maybe it'll be a character name, I don't know, it'll be something. Uh but but I love to write. I love to write. That was my that was my writing professor's
1: thing was just keep your hand moving. Don't stop and and just yeah. keep keep going until something comes up. Otherwise, you're just you're you're going to get up and get distracted. So just keep going and keep writing, and then something will pop out eventually. Yeah, it might take a, a
2: week, but eventually. So but it won't. There. It won't take a week. <laughs> and and what's the other great one? Don't get it right. Get it written. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Right. You can so always go back. You can fix it later. Yeah. yeah just pining over this sentence. No, just write something. Yeah. yeah. And then go back and fix it later, and it might have been great. I wake up in the, the next morning and have have uh, I'll look at something, uh, and have no memory of really writing it. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, what, did the aliens come in and write that? And I said, that's really good. Listen to that. And especially when you're writing uh, an argument. Yeah. Because you've got two, at least two people that disagree. And they came out of your head. <laughs> hmm. Right? And you've got deception. You're writing characters who are deceiving one another. And it came out of your head. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, I never thought about it before. <laughs> <laughs> How can that be? Yeah, you've got two people I justifi- totally, completely believe they're justified in taking the life of one another. And that came out of your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So it's, 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 it's so fun. It's so fun. And then to watch it. And for me now, the great, great, great thing, the icing on the cake, is for me to watch people watch it.
1: Yeah, you still you still enjoy, and it's it's still a thrill to do that. Oh my God! Uh, we've had a couple things shown at you know like the Atlanta Film Festival and stuff, and it was, it's I don't want I don't want to ever lose that that feeling of it's kind of a mix of terror and joy because you're like, oh, these people could turn on me and hate me, but still, <laughs> they're seeing something I wrote like a year ago, and now it's it's here. They're laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, they're getting it. Yes. that's great.
2: <laughs> and then they'll get stuff that you didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll find things funny, or they'll 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 be uh, moved by things that you didn't even know were there. Yeah, and it's what an amazing thing that is. Then you've created something. You 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 you're part of something that is alive. That is actually, uh, it's not just a, a one-dimensional thing. People are watching. It's actually a three-dimensional thing like dare i say the dukes of hazard people felt the dukes of hazard were real right and we were your kinfolk (laughs) (laughs) right and and when when that happens and people identify with what's going on on the screen and they cry when when someone gets hurt or they laugh when when someone thinks something is funny or something goofy happens and they laugh like lucille ball said laughter that laughter is hard um comedy is hard but um I think as long as you are doing, if you're doing their movie, I think you could lose that. But if you're doing your movie, I mm. don't think you could ever lose that. I see. What it'd you're be saying. like yeah. it'd be like not being proud of a child. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Or yeah. or yeah. So it's uh, it's it's a remarkable thing, and I'm I'm so anxious as, as we're doing this movie because uh, we do some strange <laughs> strange things in this movie. Okay. Uh, we hang. Uh, we hang Jody Mullins by his well we, <laughs> we hang him from bamboo from a from a tree and he's got uh, he's been he's been kind of prepped for um, skinning oh okay yeah uh, and and out of out of when his friends try to help him actually it's it's all designed so the more they try to help him the worse it gets oh yeah yeah gotcha and uh, and he he uh he falls out of his own skin. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, that was a chore. <laughs> yeah. That was it. You've really got creative. You got to get, cre- unless you have a place like this. Oh, well, yeah. Well, now here, I could, <laughs> if I'd have known about this place, I'd have called you guys. Yeah, but, next time. Um, yeah, definitely. But you have to get creative, uh, with how you tell that kind of story. Um, and in my experience, in, uh, Gruesome comedy <laughs> is that the more you show, the less effective it is. Mm-hmm. The more I'm a big fan of radio. Oh, okay. Big yeah. fan of yeah, old yeah. time radio, and I've been more more goose pimpled and and, uh, and chicken skinned by radio than by most any film except The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, um, but you have to get... So our, our budgetary constraints were actually our friend because we had to figure out ways to imply that we had dropped Jody Mullins out of his skin because he was not really wanting to be dropped out of his skin. Right. So, so uh, it's fascinating. And I, I've only seen a couple of members of the cast are the only people who have seen this film. Yeah. And the guy, the, the sound designer... Uh, David Ho, who did it, and our our colorist actually was the DP as well. So the the DP was there, and he thinks he he loved it because uh, the DP has no concept of what the story is. He's just yeah. worried about the pictures, right? Yeah. But our sound designer, we had just done just he just come up with these this great series of sounds for dropping Jody out of his skin, and uh, I said with a smile. <laughs> And he he had been doing some other things, and I said, David, what do you think of this movie? He said, This movie is hilarious, <laughs> and he he just dropped Jody out of his skin. <laughs> so you've got it. You've got to come see this movie to understand how those two things can live in the same movie. <laughs> okay. Um, and and it's not a spoof. And it's it's I I love bringing people. I, I love I, I love people laughing hysterically and then punching them right in the balls with something that they knew was coming because it's like oh shit I knew that was coming I oh, I didn't want to see that but I, I got I gotta look they, they, like I'm told with smothered people looked at it through with their their hands kind of kind of covering their nice. eyes yeah um, and that's fun so that that all comes about as we were talking about watching people watch your film and what they how they react whether they gasp or laugh or cry and what they do with their hands is very important. If, they, uh, if they're wiping their, their tears, then that's obviously they're crying, and that's, that's a great thing if that was your intent. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't your intent, then hmm. But uh, people will sit back. If people sit back in their seats, if they, if they try to get away from the screen, that's a great sign. Yeah. If they try to get in, I mean, if you intentionally make it so they've got to move in just before you smack them. Uh, That's a great thing So there's so much to it Uh, And I feel I mean I've been doing this a long time But I feel like I just started Because I'm finding out things now By watching people watch Movies that we've made um, Coming up with, with New ways to do that When I never was really aware of that To begin with Until I sat and watched people watch One of the movies we made Yeah so there's no end to your. Uh, it, which it should be called a practice. It should be like a lawyer or a doctor. A filmmaker should should have a practice. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, and then you go see a movie and you and you watch something and and you think, wow, that is amazing. And then it it sits there in your mind. And then you apply that to something that you're working on. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of spe- seeing the film, we're we're. Are we going to be able the to The Rialto this? you can you can come to see it at the Rialto at seven o'clock on uh, Friday night uh, the cast is going to be there I'm gonna be there we're gonna have uh, we have a uh, we have drinks yeah. uh, that's which is why it's I think it's 35 bucks to come but it's a meet and greet and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's going to be cool. A and we have experience. drinks. Did I say that? We're going to yeah. have drinks. <laughs> um, but it's, it really is going to be a great experience. And if you are a, a filmmaker or a storyteller or an actor or an actress or a cinematographer, a sound guy, uh, if you are in this industry or have uh, notions of being in this industry at all, these are the kinds of movies you really want to go watch. Yeah. Because these are movies that are made by truly independent people who are not part of the machine. We are not part of the system. We are not trying to become part of the system. I have been uh, purchased and paid for by the system for four decades, and I don't want to do that anymore. Right. And I'm, I'm not pissing on it. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I'm just saying that was then. This is now and i'm taking everything i learned from that experience and putting it into these rather quirky rather unusual intensely interesting films yeah and i think you can learn from them i'm learning from them so uh come on out enjoy conversation enjoy the movie um Laugh and jump at the same time. Go to the bathroom, to the bathroom before, before the movie. <laughs> before the movie, uh, yeah, because it's uh, we we go interesting places. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's going to be a great night. Um, is there in the Rialto's beautiful theater? Yeah, yeah. So you can go to the Eventbrite. You can go to johnschneiderstudios.com. dot Okay, uh, and you can find it there, or you can go directly to Eventbrite. Uh, or you can go and, and get a ticket at the Rialto. There's, there's, uh, I think there's 940 seats at the Rialto, which is a daunting task. Yeah, yeah. People think, oh my, uh, theaters now that they've, they've put all those big seats in theaters, I think a, a large theater now might be 200 seats. Hmm, but the yeah. Rialto's almost 1,000 seats. So So I'm so excited about watching that many people watch this movie at the same time. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like a trip, right? <laughs> right, and I, and I, and it's better, I think, than than uh, if somebody else took the movie and ran with it, and you got an email that said, "Oh, by the way, in Albuquerque, you did you did great in Albuquerque." Well, yeah, but I'm gonna, We're gonna watch people. Yeah, this is about yes. that. You know, it's yeah. about it's about the the end game is is watching the response. Mm-hmm. And not watching the machine's response because the machine re- responds to one thing. Did it make money? Yeah, oh yeah, that's it. Oh, the movie was great. Did you see it? No, but it was great. <laughs> you know how much money that movie made. Did you see it? Well, no, but you know how much money that movie made. Yeah. And you know, there's a spot for that. Money is not bad. Yeah. It's 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 I like fine. Money. You can make more movies with it. Yeah. That's right. True. <laughs> and our our uh, our goal at this at this point is. Uh, to, we have to turn the corner here, where the movies actually start making more than they cost. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, but uh, they will. You know, we're in a whole new world. I talked about the music thing. We're in a whole new world with self distribution of of, uh, of film. Hmm. Um. Where at any I mean between the Dukes of Hazard and Smallville and the Haves and Have Nots, there's probably hundred million people. Well, with the Dukes of Hazzard, there's kind of nobody that doesn't is not at least peripherally yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's acquainted like, with that's me. Like and some yeah, yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of people out there, and we're trying to figure out what it is, how we not package it, because, but how we table it, how we how we say press this button. Mm-hmm. That's all anybody has to do today is figure out how to successfully say. Press this button. Now you have to back it up. Whatever they buy when they spend their four ninety nine or whatever it is they spend, has to be worth. If you're charging four ninety nine, it has to be worth at least ten bucks. Right. They yeah. got to say, "Oh my God, that was yeah. only four ninety nine. That was great." <clears throat> and we have to figure out how to make people do that more successfully. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the large things. Reasons why people don't do that more is they have no idea how important that purchase is to independent screenwriters, yeah. independent musicians, uh, independent novelists, independent cookie makers, whatever, whatever it is. If if you are truly um, interested in perpetuating independent thought, uh, independent. Commerce, uh, independent people and sales. then search those things out that are truly that. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean is not that, right? <laughs> okay? Four to go is that. Um, this movie you were talking about with the people they ran out of they ran out of money. Before they sold it to Netflix, they were that. They are no longer that. Their next film, Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Is that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Their yeah. next film is that. So, if you liked Dukes or Smallville, or if you trust me, that's all. If you trust me, after Friday night, if you can't come to the to movie on Friday night, I understand. I would love to watch you watch the movie. If you can't, it will also be up uh, Friday night. We're going to try to do this at the same time, but that's hopefully we'll do it it'll be at johnschneiderstudios.com and you can stream it oh. Oh, for yeah. 4.99 you can rent it for 2 days just like just like uh, amazon but it's not amazon because we are not going to sell to amazon we have no netflix goal okay interesting yeah imagine yeah. the the business model of netflix they have they don't have every movie ever made, but they kind of almost do. Right. So, they have every movie ever made, and they make it available to you and to me for $7.99 or $9.99 a month. Yeah. That is amazing. That's fantastic. I love Netflix for that. But, if I'm a filmmaker, and my movie goes into the pool of every nearly every film ever made yeah. for $7.99... <laughs> How do I make any money yeah, past, yeah. The, past the initial purchase? Yeah. You know, you get your... It's just like in the movie business. We used to get an advance against sales mm-hmm. that they would always prove never happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, But in Netflix's case, it can't happen. You can't have a movie big enough. Star Wars is not a big enough movie for you to make it, if you made Star Wars today and as many people as have seen Star Wars in the history of Star Wars saw it on Netflix next week your cut would probably be about $1000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So so independent filmmaker that is not the goal. I'm talking to you independent filmmakers out there. The goal is to have people who can press by now trust you enough to press that button and do not under any circumstances disappoint them because you will have blown it. So folks, trust me, I've been in your living room for 40 years. (laughs) Uh, Four to Go is not a movie you want to watch with your little children. It's not a warm and fuzzy Hallmark film at all. We have bad language. We drop people out of their skin who deserve it. Anderson Bench is a film that is a quirky, odd film about what What you do when someone finally uh, uh, admires you and you happen to have a horrific wife and someone just delivered a shredder to your driveway that will do 300 pounds at a time. This is a moral dilemma. (laughs) <laughs> That's Anderson Bench. So we make quirky, odd films. Nice uh, that that sometimes make movies like Fargo look like an after-school special. Okay, but so you have been warned. But trust me, if you spend four ninety nine to watch Four to Go or Anderson Bench or Like Son or any of the movies that we do, Hate Crime, any of the movies that we do, you will get far more than four ninety nine uh, value for your expense. And the money that you spend will actually go to the people who made the movie. Yeah. So they can eat and. Well, so, that's can so make, we can make a. We no, we're never going to eat. We're always going to make another movie. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what we do, yeah, right? Yeah. That's yep. what we do. But we are trying, when we break this model, we, we will forever have broken the, the need for creative people to be blessed by non creative people in order to do their vision. Right, yeah. Right? And yeah. That's, the, that's the hard part about what we do. I think we've entered into a world where we don't need to do that anymore. If we can just get enough people to say, I can't wait to see your next movie. Yeah. yeah and we're talking like- about 100,000 people. Yeah. I'm not talking about a lot of people. If you, if, if you make a movie on your own and you had 100,000 people buy it for four ninety nine. That's, yeah, you made your money. Yeah, though. make be, another movie. That would definitely be great. Having a hundred thousand fans, or
1: or maybe not fans, but even half of that, if they like the movie, then you know, fifty thousand fans would be great. Absolutely, that and then build. Also watch the next one and build
2: on that because <laughs> yeah. then they'll talk to people. You 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 can't just come out and expect people to do it. But but I've been around a long time, and once once we do that because we have a studio in Louisiana, we want to help people. Make their movies. I don't want to pay for them to make their movies, mm-hmm. but I want to help them uh, make their movies for less than they, they think they have to spend. Then I want to have a business model where they can actually have their – you can put your movie on Vimeo right now behind a paywall. That's great. Yeah. But you've got it. You have to have figured out a way where people will, will trust and press that button on their phone. Yeah, yeah. We want to be that. We want to be that for us, obviously. But we also want to be that for other people. Because we don't want you to have to go convince non-creative people that you have a good idea. It's none of their business. (laughs) It really is not. And they're not interested.
1: That's definitely one of the harder parts of of this business is pitching all the time to everybody that don't really get it. They're not going to get it.
2: They're not going yeah. to get it. And, and we can't expect them to get it. Yeah. So let's help them. Let's remove them from the equation. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> <Let's>, great. Because <laughs> people, people want content. People want to be entertained. They want to have their minds blown by something they never thought of. They want right. that. They want your dragon and your spaceman. And they want <laughs> Jerry Mahoney. And they want all this stuff. They want Seymour. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yep. Right? They want, they want all that stuff. You want to make it. I want to make it. We want to make it. So. Just do it. Just do. Well, do it, but collectively figure out how to, to, to remove the non-creative from the equation. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm sure that everybody, I'm sure that Rembrandt was thinking the same thing. I'm sure that, that, uh, that Shakespeare was thinking the same thing because they basically wrote for hire. Right. Oh, and yeah. then they wrote their other stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And they died poor Well I don't think we live in a time Because the only difference is The non-creatives have the money behind them To force the impulse buy mm-hmm. yeah. We're not talking about an impulse buy We're talking about a, a uh, Educated, intelligent decision To trust the filmmaker That this film will not suck <laughs> yeah. This will not be a waste of 92 minutes this elect, this $4.99, this $5 is gonna be worth ten dollars. Right. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That can't be that difficult. Yeah. So John Schneider Studios.com. I remember it's a John. VX, somebody bought John Schneider and tried to sell it to me. Oh god. See, really? now there's somebody thinking outside of the box. <laughs> but I'm gonna put them in one of my movies. <laughs> and then in Emma, the Shredder. But uh John Schneider Studios.com and uh after after this Friday, four to go. will be there. There's some other movies there right now. Uh, so get a hold of them and check them out. Then write me. Let me know what you think. I mean that's that's not an annoyance. That's actually part of what we want.
1: Yeah, just feedback.
2: Yeah, because it's it's our it's our baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want somebody to say, oh, my God, that sucked. No, really? Why? <laughs> well, because I, I, I was expecting puppy dogs and fluffy clouds. I said, no, I told you that wasn't what it was. Um, but at least it's feedback. you know. So, yeah, so a lot of feedback. Like, even, even doing this show, we
1: don't really get too, like, I have no idea what people think of it. Occasionally, someone will come up and, like, when we do a public event, like, I oh, love the show. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's really cool why didn't you tell me you know like i say every week email me and tell me you know i like to hear something like maybe people don't know
2: that you want to hear it yeah i guess i don't say enough people think (laughs) well people think i think i think that people think that they're an annoyance maybe because you know you're on the radio or you're on the computer You're, you're you've got your podcast so they probably think you're they think you think you're above it all well i mean i am well obviously. <laughs> We're kidding. We're kidding about that. I'm not happy. Yet. But you know, hey let us know what you think of the movie. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Right, yeah. Because you are the the most the listener, the viewer, the reader, the gamer. You folks are the your nine pieces of the of the pizza out of ten. Right. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Right? So without, without the 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 eyes and ears of the consumer, and yes, we're all consumers. None of this would none of this would work. hmm. Um, We'd be shouting into the void. Yeah. Ooh, enter the void? Did you see that film? Oh. I don't enter either. the void. Wow it'll annoy you it's a very strange film anyway check okay. that out enter the void but nice. I, I think that's 2.99 and it's worth at least 4.99 <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a very interesting film if you're into art films um, <clears throat> so please trust me when i say you will get more value than you spend when you get a movie from john com. nice uh, yeah so and the Rialto this Rialto Friday. Theater this Friday night seven o'clock. Uh, I think things start. Um, if you want a drink, you're going to have to get there like at six thirty because I'm sure that that stuff's going to get sucked up pretty quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because uh, I'll be there starting at five. So, I'm <laughs> but uh, yeah, come to the show, enjoy, uh, ask questions. Um, hopefully, there'll be time for all that. Um, don't bring your cell phone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, bring your cell phone, but but turn it off. Because, uh, you know, how we feel about that. Uh, but do come and plan on having a great night. We have to be out of there at 10 o'clock. Uh, huh. The Rialto, we have a lights out policy or a tail lights. I think, at 10 o'clock is what the deal is. But there's a little, little bar right next door to it, so we'll probably just go over there. Yeah. Um, but come on out and, and uh, enjoy the film. Let me know what you thought of it. Let the cast know what you thought of it. Because nobody ever talks to actors either. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. No, yeah, actors... We all just w- want somebody to say, dude, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Really? What'd you like? What was your favorite part? You know, we're all like four years old. Yeah. Yeah. We want, we want somebody to say, oh, when, when you, when you fell out of your skin, that was great. Or when you, <laughs> yeah, when you were, yeah, when you are about to, yeah, did we just want to know we, we do, we desperately want to know it's all we, yes, we get paid. Not in this current business model. I'm doing all the paying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Alicia's doing all the paying, which is fascinating to me. Um, Somebody told me a long time ago uh, that if, if you weren't willing to do whatever it is that you said you wanted to do with your life, if you weren't willing to do it for nothing, then you didn't want to do it that bad. Right, yeah. And I believed that for a long, long time. And then I, then I turned like 54 and had the studio, and I said, you know, there's something that's kind of true, but what's really true is that unless you're willing to pay to do what you love to do, then you don't love it enough.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Because we look on the set. I mean, we have great friends, and, and uh, when people come in and they, they do the show, the, the movies we do, it's, uh, it's SAG ultra-low budget. Yeah. Right? But they all get, they all have participation. If, uh, well, no, if. When we win, we all win. And I can't wait to have that barbecue where I hand out the checks <laughs> that yeah. no one is going to expect. I'm going to say, because that's my goal. That, to me, as someone who's come up through the machine— my goal is to be the guy, number one, be the guy that calls up and says, Hey, read the script, and if you want to play Forrest, let me know because I'd love to have you. Yeah. I don't read anybody ever, okay. ever, because I hated that part of doing it. I also, I'm the guy who marks his success by my ability to hand people checks. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. And because of that, the bigger the better. The bigger the check, the better. I can't wait to hand somebody that I paid what is uh, what is it hundred and ten, hundred and twenty dollars a day. I can't wait to hand that person a check for five or six thousand dollars. Makes you kind of feel like Santa or something. I well, guess. yeah, yeah. And I, I I just can't I can't wait. And I know that's coming. Nice. I know that's coming. But it depends entirely upon people pressing that button. Yeah.
1: So right. there. So yeah, guys, go check out the film uh, this Friday. I- we usually go up on Mondays, but I'm going to I'm going to rush this one so it will go up um, as soon as possible to Great. get people Thank out you. there and um, Thank you. but yeah, but if you can't make it out to the Rialto, it's it's at your website um
2: johnschneiderstudios.com. You got social media stuff, Twitter. Social Facebook. media stuff, all that's all that stuff's out there. Yep. Nice. But uh, the place what what I have up there right now is the uh, is the Eventbrite link so you can buy a ticket. Okay. So, I don't know if we're going to have time to change all that after the show is done. So if you want to get the movie, go to johnschneiderstudios.com. dot com. It will be up at least by Saturday. I'm I'm trying to get uh, get the folks that know a whole lot more about that than I do <laughs> to get it. Right. I, I don't want it to be up before the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're doing a little juggling game there. I want the movie, and this just might be my weirdness. I want the movie and the uh, we call it. D O D, not V O D, because what does video on de- what does video yeah. have to do with anything? <laughs> right. <laughs> so we call it digital on demand. Uh, we're trying to have that available uh, Friday night at seven as well. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, nice. So, and then the the uh, the DVD. We have the DVD. We just had them uh, had them made at a great company called Oasis, which you can now you can get your your CDs made, your DVDs made at. Uh, uh, you send the artwork and the content, and and you deal with somebody on phone and on the online. And next thing you know, you've got a thousand DVDs that show up. Nice. It's an amazing cool. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. amazing. We live in a, an amazing, an amazing time, especially if you're a storyteller. Nice. Yeah. So cool. I'll see you Friday night, at, yeah. or I'll see you uh, online somewhere. I'll see. I'll see you. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Check on and the movies out. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and telling me all about this. Yeah, it sounds great. And. So um, you're going to make your
1: movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go right now. <laughs> <Make your movie. laughs> so right now. Make your movie. Um, you start right now. Make your movie. Start. Yeah, just start. Um, you can find us at atlantafilmchat.com. Our media partners are cinemaatlmagazine.com. ATL Film Chat is our social media across the board. Uh, you can reach out to me at Foxync, foxinc on Twitter. And Molly, who unfortunately cannot be here tonight, but she is here in spirit, is Darth underscore Molly on Twitter. And that's about it. So thanks, everybody. And that's it for episode 160 with John Schneider. Thanks again to John for coming on the show. And thanks to Jen from The Catalyst PR for reaching out and thinking of us for this interview. And as always, thanks to Molly Coffee from mollycoffeydesign.com, Joshua Golke from safewordentertainment.com, and Michael Breezy Keys-Jones from ldxsoundlabs.com for helping out with the show for so many years. Again, I am Chuck Thomas from AtlantisScreenwriter.com. You can go to those websites and hire us for money because we like to work and make money and be able to eat. So we appreciate you checking those out. I appreciate you checking out this show, downloading it. If you ever have a film, you know, like Jen from Catalyst reached out and said, Hey, John wants to come on and talk about his movie. You should email us at atlfilmchat at gmail.com and do the same thing and say, hey, I've got this great film I'm working on or my friend of a friend is working on this great film or you just know a great filmmaker in town and talent. say, man, I know the best hair designer who works in film in Atlanta and you need to have them on. Cool, atlfilmchat at gmail.com. Please tell us about them or it or whatever anything cool we want to hear about it we also like to just hear from as mentioned in the episode fans in or people who kind of like the show but say hey i got this idea you should try this yeah all right atlfilmchat at gmail.com we want to hear about it so that's about it so we'll see you next time thanks everybody